Welcome to Spark, our weekly inspirational podcast full of actionable ideas for strategically preparing your business and yourself for anything that may come your way. I'm your host, Stephanie Redcross West, and now let's jump into our next episode. today's session. Today's session is all about finding your beat. And what I mean by that is I want to make sure that as you're out there helping the world, as you're out there developing your products, as you're out there preparing for that next interview or writing articles, or maybe you're working on kind of a strategy for your blog, one of the things that you really have to make sure you dig deep into and understand is your uniqueness in the world. How do you make sure you have a good kind of understanding of what you do differently than other people? Now, when I talk about this different, this, this kind of uniqueness, it's a little bit of a blend. You know, when we talk about uniqueness, it's not the idea that you're going to do something that no one else has ever done. But what we want to do is we want to make sure that as you're building out your business, your brand, and your customer experience, that that kind of would be much easier for you to sit back and do it for your business or brand. Now, for some of you, you may be thinking, well, I've already been in business for a while. Why do I need to define? Why do I need to figure out my uniqueness? How do I, what do I have to do that? I already have a business, I have a brand, I built it. And that's great. But I think at times we forget to make sure we take a step back and ensure that as you've been in business for a while, that you continue to still lead the charge. You continue to be a trailblazer if you have been before, or if you have a certain piece of, as they would say, market share, that to be able to continue to secure that market share, you're going to need to figure out how do your customers continue to not only distinguish you from other people in the market, but continue to choose you and your brand. Now, sometimes I also use the you and your brand because some of you out there may be coaches, maybe cooking instructors, your fitness instructors, your authors. And therefore, there's a little bit more of a blend between your brand and the product and service that you offer. So therefore, they go a little bit hand in hand. Others, you may run a restaurant. You may actually do retail online. Maybe you sell physical products. So therefore, there may be a little bit of distinction between you as the business owner, the manager, and the brand. And that's fine. So I want to make sure that our talk today, you kind of take it and you know, mold it, shape it, um, and make it work for you. But when I'm talking about kind of that uniqueness, I want you to apply it to you as the leader entrepreneur, as well as to your brand. All right. So that's kind of our foundation here. Now, the reason I also bring up this uniqueness is the challenge we all are faced with is we often participate in markets. We participate in kind of arenas that have some type of foundation. Now, sometimes you get into a market that doesn't exist and that's really fun and really exciting. But after a while, for it to be a growing market, often it means other people will join in. 
So therefore, when you think about what's happening in the market and you're running your business, whether you're just starting out, whether you're reshaping your strategy because things have been kind of going crazy in the world these days, or maybe it's just time for you to relook at your business because you want it to maybe achieve new goals, new heights, and maybe offer new products, new services, multiple locations, franchising, whatever that next new growth opportunity is for you. And what you'll need to do is start to do some benchmarking. And I bring this up because for many of us, when we're looking to scale our business, say you've been working on a program, you've had online courses in place, they're going well. When you start to consider offering new online courses or offering in-person classes when we all get back together to maybe complement your online courses, I want to make sure that you always do a level of benchmarking. Because what I want you to do when you're launching new products, new ideas, new concepts, is to validate those ideas in the marketplace. Now, the challenge that most people have, and that's why I bring this up about like finding your beat, is for a lot of people, we struggle with the idea of how do I look at the market and benchmark and see what's going on but maintain that uniqueness you were just talking about, Stephanie. And that's the key. The challenge is you really have to go through two separate exercises to make sure that you understand what's kind of happening around you, what's happening in your industry, what's happening in your community, what people are looking for. And then you have to take a step back from that and then start to figure out your role and your uniqueness in that. What I don't want you to do is kind of blend and mash everything together and just say, oh, I have one really cool idea. I have this one great factor that will make me unique in the marketplace. What I really want you to do is understand what's going on. So therefore, when you think about your uniqueness, and we'll talk about some examples in a few minutes, I want you to be able to apply it and say, because of this unique factor, it gives me a competitive edge. Because of this unique factor, it allows me to better service my customers. Because of this factor, I'm able to really bring maybe sustainability into my business. Because of this unique factor, I treat my employees and the way I work with my team is totally different than any other business, which helps me run a better business and also be a business that generates jobs and generates jobs that people love. So I give you these examples because I want to make sure as you're thinking about your business, as you're planning things out, as you're making shifts and changes, this year is a big shift and change year for a lot of people, I want to make sure that you're thinking of this unique factor and how it plays a role in what you do and what's happening in your industry. So it's not this like uniqueness because we're doing it for entertainment value. It's more about how do we use this uniqueness to, in my opinion, I love it when you can better serve your customers, but the idea is that this uniqueness allows for you to do what you already do either better or differentiate yourself among others out there. All right. So let's dig deeper. Let's talk about, well, how do you do this? How do you develop the style? How do you make this work so that You have something you love, but at the same time, you have something that still is relevant to your customers, your community, and so forth. All right. Now, one thing that I've been toying around as far as an idea. So I'd love to hear people's thoughts as you're watching this, whether you're watching this as live or recorded. I really, really can't wait to hear, um, 
you know, your thoughts. Hey, Patricia. Oh, it's so good to see you. I just jumped into the comments. Glad you made it um, with us here today. Um, one thing that I'm always thinking about and always kind of considering is, you know, what does uniqueness really look like? And I was recently on a talk by Seth Godin. And one thing that he said is that when we all use these terms about being our authentic self, when we talk about authenticity, one thing that he said that kind of struck me a little bit different, kind of sideways, um, is that he said there really isn't true authenticity online when we're doing these sessions. Because for many of us, it's almost a little bit of a persona that we show up with. You know, it's a piece of who we are in a way that we are projecting who we are. So therefore, the person that I maybe am right now here for you today may be more in a kind of I'm in a more lecture mode. I'm in a mode where I'm more teaching mode. I'm in a place where I'm really trying to be a little bit maybe persuasive in what I'm sharing. Maybe I'm in a mode where I'm trying to be in that assistant mode, where in other walks of life or other days, even when I'm talking to maybe clients as an example, maybe I'm more in that coaching mode. I'm more in that cheerleader mode. And therefore, because those are different modes, what happens is when we talk about authenticity, that we're really not maybe being our 100% authentic self. I don't know if I said that right, um, because there are different versions of us out there. So therefore, when you're thinking about your uniqueness factor, one thing I want you to reconcile, one thing I want you to think about or kind of, I guess, consider, and that's why I bring up that example, is do you feel like when you show up on client calls, when you show up in interviews, when you show up in live sessions like this, or if you do a lot of speaking engagements, do you feel like that is a persona you put out of who you are and you feel like it is a version of who you are? Or do you feel like it's your authentic self? I just want to throw that out as a challenge or maybe something that you can noodle around in your brain. Because one thing that I thought about when I heard him say that is that maybe there's kind of this authentic self concept that what you're trying to do is make sure that you are a version of you that feels true to your personality, that is maybe a, a, a kind of version of you that is true to what people would experience. If that you saw me here on the live, it'd be the same experience if you bumped into me at a conference or if you bumped into me um, at a coffee shop. And that I think is the key of the authenticity. But there is a difference between who I am, you know, when I'm hanging out with everyone from a vegan mainstream standpoint, and when I hang out with my husband. It's just a different environment, a different place. And I bring this up because when I talk about developing your style, when you think about developing your style, what I want you to realize is that your style, your way of presenting yourself, talking about your business, talking about your brand, expressing yourself through email, expressing yourself through social media is not only something that you may develop over time. But what it also is, is it may be something that isn't that 100% authentic who you are, because you may be different with some of your college friends or high school friends or people that you grew up with or with your family versus your brand. But what I do want to make sure is that when you build this kind of uniqueness factor, it's still a derivative of who you are. 
so that no matter what you put out for your brand, no matter what you put out for your business, you can feel true to that so that when people meet you in person, when people bump into you in social settings or in an environment that maybe your customers and clients would, that you are not unrecognizable. All right. Now, why did I go through that whole tangent? Why did I go into that whole space? The reason I went in that space is because I want you to really make sure that you understand that your uniqueness factor is truly developed over time. This isn't something that you're going to sit down on a sheet of paper and say, hey, this is how my brand and my business is unique. And that is what it's going to be. What you're really going to do is you're going to go out there and test this. You're going to get comfortable with wearing that brand or with expressing that brand. And what I mean by that is some of you out there may be a little bit more of an introvert, but when it comes to your business, you flex a little bit to being an extrovert. And that's okay. That doesn't mean you're not being your true self. You're just flexing to a version of yourself or a version of who you are to allow you to maybe do what you need to do for your business or brand. Now, others of you, you may say, Stephanie, I'm always going to be an introvert. So therefore, that's how I'm going to show up. And I want people to experience and appreciate that. And I think that's awesome. I want you to still be something that you believe in, but what I want to make sure is that you understand that being in the public light, being in a place where your business, your brand, your persona is out there, that this is a process that you develop over time. Now, the other reason I bring this up about the development is because what can happen at times is as you're developing your persona, as you're developing your way you want to interact with the crowd, the way you want to do presentations, the way you want to teach, the way you want to coach, maybe it's in the way that you write when it comes to your writing style. What can happen at times, especially when we're doing the benchmarking, is we can start to create a copycat scenario. We can start to see what we like and think that if we want to be popular, if we want to be successful like these other individuals, if we want to have the similar kind of admiration as someone else, maybe you see a speaker on stage and you just love how the crowd responds to them, we think that we have to copy what we see to achieve what that other person achieves. And one thing I want to do today is kind of debunk that myth. I want you to understand that you definitely want to remain. So if you bring wit and humor to the party, then add that on to what you've learned about from a benchmarking standpoint of what people like as far as in interviews. Learn what people like as far as blog posts, vlogging, live sessions, and then take a step back and say, what do I do well? Am I very personable? Can I do questions on the fly? So therefore, I really want my live sessions to be more Q&As, more interactive, because I'm really good at that interactive speed um, place. If you're a great storyteller, look and see what people are doing from a live standpoint, and then say, you know what, since I'm a great storyteller, I'm going to add that on as my uniqueness factor so that I can leverage what people like, but always add on something I do. And therefore, you're no longer just kind of taking what you see and doing it again. You start to build layers to the way that you develop your style and the way that you can always add a unique blend to what you're doing. 
And the reason I bring this up is because I want you to think about your uniqueness, your style, your approach, and really how you learn from others is a way of building a puzzle. It's almost like the idea that when you are trying to figure out what makes my brand unique, meaning why would someone hire me to be a coach? It's not just because you're great at teaching. It's not just because you can answer questions. It's not just because you know the topic. Those are kind of some of the baseline things. But then what I want you to do is say, okay, if this is a puzzle piece and I'm going to have multiple pieces to this puzzle to create this unique image of my brand, this unique image of my business's brand, what other pieces do I need in the puzzle? And what you may need in the puzzle, and we'll do the coaching one as an example for right now, is it may be the way or the style that you coach. It may be the way that you help people. Maybe you do a lot of role playing when you're doing a lot of coaching. Maybe you're big on the research side. So therefore, when you do a lot of coaching, what you tend to do is bring a lot of research, document, and maybe studies to your consulting. Maybe you're a person that's really great at the details and you can actually help people organize things. So therefore, when people feel confused and overwhelmed and feel like it's too much going on, you're a person that can just cut through things like vegan butter (laughs) and you can actually see through as they see, you can see the tree through the forest. And therefore, when you're building out your coaching business, what I want you to do is build a package that allows you to feature that uniqueness. So therefore, when you build a package, it isn't about how many hours of coaching you do. It's also about bringing in that research. And therefore, your coaching package becomes unique because you're bringing in that research that we talked about. Maybe your coaching package becomes unique because instead of just having standard sessions, you may have two role-playing sessions. Maybe your session becomes unique because instead of just having a one-hour consult, you're going to have a hands-on session. A person goes into their kitchen and you're going to walk them through things. They're going to show you their kitchen. And therefore, it's almost like a a drop-in call as opposed to a traditional maybe teacher student call. And this is what I want you to do with your products or services. Same thing goes if you're in another type of business. Let's think about another type of business. Anyone kind of watching live that want me, wants me to use an example um, for you, I can definitely, definitely um, help you if you're like, oh, hey, Colette, great to see you here. Ah, yes, yes, yes. There's so many fears that can hit us. Um, the question that came in, it said, or the comment that came in, it says, I so needed to hear this. I've been hitting way too many bumps in the road, feeling so many fears, listening to you, inspiring me, um, thinking about um, this approach to be myself. Yes, yes, yes. I definitely want everyone to be as much of them as they can. And I know not everyone's going to accept it. That's okay. Like, I don't want to sugarcoat things today to say everyone is because the reality is everyone doesn't need to. Everyone doesn't need to like our style or that style or this person's style. What you're really doing is developing your style. You're finding your uniqueness for your audience and your customer. There's so many people in the world. There's so many people that you can service and help. And I think sometimes we try to be 
kind of the best for all. And Colette, I'm not not pointing you out personally. I'm talking even a little about me. I struggled with this at one point in time in my business. So I, I, I'm, I'm building on, on your comment here. I hope you don't mind. But what I want people to realize is that you want to build for your customer base. You want to build for the people that you serve. You want to build for the people that you can help and support. And if you try to go for everyone in the world, if you try to go for acceptance in everyone in the world, if you try to get everyone to like what you do all the time, that is really such a high bar that often you won't be able to reach it, number one. And number two, there's just some people that are just a little irritable and never going to like anything. And the reality is they may not be your customer. They may not be the people that you can help. And I think it's okay if someone else in the world can help them. If we release that person, instead of us trying to like grab the whole world and fix and change everything, I think if we allow, like, let me use me as an example, me to help the group I can help move forward and then say, it's okay if there's another, like I'm a business coach as an example, another business coach that can help another segment of the market who wants to start businesses and help them move forward. To me, now what happens is, Both of us can move the movement forward. I don't need to have the whole world. My goal is really about helping other people. It's about moving people forward. It's not about making sure that people that I can't help and that I can't reach, that just my messaging, my approach doesn't reach them. I don't want to stretch too far out to reach them because it may dilute my ability to help the people I can help. So I bring that up because I want everyone to start to feel comfortable, not only in your own shoes, to not only feel okay with looking around and seeing what people are doing, because there's nothing wrong with that. And it's very important to do that benchmarking and understand what is happening in the world and happening in your industry, in your community. But I want to make sure that you bring all of that knowledge, all of that research, and even in some cases, you stepping out and trying out you being you, your uniqueness, doing a couple of live sessions, tweaking it a little bit to see what works well. What do you want to do differently? How do you want to do your sessions? And then you take all of those puzzle pieces and fit them together. So therefore, you have the unique ideas that you thought should be existing in your product, business, brand, marketing. You have the unique ideas that you saw in the market or the things that your market seems to want. You put that into your marketing, your product, and your ideas. And then what you do is you use this kind of uniqueness, this approach in the market, get feedback, bring those puzzle pieces to the, I guess the board in a sense, or to the table, plug those together. And now you have something unique and truly dynamic because it's not one dimensional. Who you are is not one dimensional. How you help people is not one dimensional. The type of businesses that we run are not one dimensional. Many of our businesses have in-person components or offline components and digital components um, and training components and retail components. You know, a lot of businesses do retail and wholesale and B2B. And what happens is many of our businesses are flexing into so many different areas. Therefore, when you think about your brand, when you think about your experiences, when you think about your uniqueness, I want it to be a puzzle with multiple things together 
as opposed to this one thing that we're going to be betting on. Because I really feel like bringing all those things to the table creates dimension, creates a dynamic experience for your customers, and creates a product and service that can be very different. And therefore, it can be expressed if you're in retail, in the language that you use, the type of photos that you do. Because if you're more witty or fun, the photos may be more witty or fun. If you have a product or a product, let's say, for example, maybe some of your photo shoots are always going to be outside in nature because that's one thing that grounds you. Where another person is really more about the color and the pop, maybe your photos are going to tend to be in a studio because you want to make sure that you're really showing colors off. Maybe you're a person that's a minimalist. And if you're a minimalist, that's going to show up. Whether you're in a service side of the business or product side of the business, that may show up in the recipes that you share. If maybe you're a chef or a cookbook author, or it may show up in your product line, in your labeling that you use, in your packaging that you use. Even on your website, you may be more of a minimalist and you're using more things like video and photos and less text to actually tell a story. All of these things make you unique. All of these things translate into your business and brand. And I hope today I'm inspiring you to use that uniqueness, not be afraid of it, but leverage that and not copy what you see and get comfortable with the idea that this uniqueness develops over time. So therefore, this isn't something that one time we go out and we do it. You continue to get better and better at expressing who you are, better and better at expressing who your brand is, better and better at explaining your products and services, and better and better at serving your customer and your community. Okay? So don't be afraid of the journey. Don't be afraid of developing over time. And don't be afraid to be unique in the space. All right? Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining me today. I hope today's session was helpful. I hope you enjoyed it as always. And I always love it if you give me some thumbs up or some likes. It's always nice to just get some of that feedback so that I know if you enjoyed these topics because it's fun to kind of dig into sometimes the things that we feel, the things that we even sometimes subconsciously do, like copying others, and sometimes the things that we have fears around. I love addressing some of these things because it's important to talk about them out loud it's important to think about these items. And I think it's also important as we're finding our way, as we're building our businesses, to make sure that we're looking at ourselves and we get to show up in the most authentic version of ourselves as possible and also find better and better ways to just service our community. So with that, we're going to wrap up today's session and I hope to see you next week. Bye everyone.